reflex. What's that smell? Oh my god, I'm so sorry that I'm <laughs> Nama, I'm sorry that I'm late dialing in. I have to tell you what I was just doing. I got sucked into the vortex. Oh you no. know, it's been it's been a long time since I've had cable television. Um, but lucky for me now with our new Roku. Oh yeah. You can <laughs> There's a QVC network. Oh no, you didn't. Well, this I went is on. What you get sucked into? Yeah, for a half an hour, I watched two relatively unattractive middle-aged men microplane cheese for. I, it was a solid thirty-three minutes. Why? I could not. I was wrapped. Not only that, but the thing about the QVC channel or whatever, because it's yeah. on the Roku, is that it's previously recorded, so oh I can't God. even call it. So I'm watching like, previously recorded fucking Roku microplaning QVC. Jesse, <laughs> that's a new low. I don't know. I would consider this actually a high and living my best life. All right, then. Miss Winfrey might be proud. Oh, my God. Welcome back, Gaggle. Hello, Welcome everyone. back. No. The recipes of yours still atrocious. Welcome back to our true crime podcast. (laughs) It's a true crime and comedy podcast about the horrors of what America used to eat. (laughs) Not so long ago. Oh, you love mid-century modern when it comes to furniture. Now enjoy it when it comes to food. No. You won't. It's impossible. It but was here disgusting. We're, kind of, we're taking a turn towards the towards yeah. the seventies, eighties, seventies, eighties, this even early nineties. This cookbook that we have today is from nineteen eighty one. It was first published in seventy seven, and then reprinted. Oh, it was really ahead of its time. Eighty one, yeah, uh, and it is Richard Deacon's microwave cookery. But now I have a special secret for you. You do? I do. Which is that, you know that I live in in Montclair. And when I tell people that I live in Montclair, New Jersey, the response is, oh, Montclair. They say (laughs) it's always repeated to me with a Grey Poupon accent. And so... (laughs) And but one of the wonderful I live, you know, on the, I guess, wrong side of the tracks of Montclair. Montclair. But I will tell you, these motherfuckers know how to throw a yard sale. Oh. I guess that there are estate sales at this point, right? You, you go have into a these too? giant goddamn houses. And yes, not only do I have a microwave cookbook, I think I might have, I may have bested you on this one. I think. It is 1986, Barron's Ooh. Educational Services for Men Only, what? Mastering the Microwave. For Men? Correct. And That's actually, really there's funny. a reason why it's called For Men Only. 
and uh and extra disgusting (laughs) well i'm gonna talk about it in the history of the microwave which i was very concerned was going to be hella boring um but i you are you're always worried about that and it's always great well i managed to find a little spice in this so um some microwave some microwave safe spices for this so i think we're gonna be okay listen Um, i will tell you every Every microwave cookbook that I have come across mm-hmm. is written for this is yours is the exception is written for women oh, by interesting by men. By oh. men. All of the early ones are like all written by men. I have one. It's not the one that we're reviewing today in part because I got sick and then I couldn't find it and then right. didn't have the energy to go find it. It's like right. somewhere in my I need to I probably need to Marie Kondo my cookbook collection except that that all of it sparks uh, all of it sparks joy well joy and nausea but like a little uh, of both but this other but this don't they go hand in hand anyway but this other cookbook that i have i forget what it's called but it's like it's from like 19 also 1970 something and it's got it's got a man in a lab coat on the cover. I remember this cookbook that you showed me. Where yes. is that? It's somewhere in the gallery. Oh room. god Who damn knows? it. Who knows? But but anyway, like it was it was actually thin on recipes and heavy on techniques, so like that wasn't Right, it wouldn't have been good podcast material. Well, I mean the funny part is heavy on like what's fucking technique with microwave? <laughs> it's put shit in the microwave. I don't know. But <laughs> I've got three words for you. There is a recipe here. <laughs> for microwaved hollandaise sauce. Oh, I have a recipe for that too. I can't wait. Horrid. <laughs> Horrid. I think, and you know, whatever. We'll talk about this when we get to the cookbooks, but okay. it's so entertaining <laughs> because, like, half of my cookbook is like, you didn't save any time. No. Like, there's oh, so many steps and taking it out of the microwave and stirring it and then putting it like this was a particular cookbook like that came with a particular brand of microwave ovens and they guess they had a browning element in it so you would have they to do, like Is it the Amana? No, it's a thermo. Hold on. Oh, the thermo. Yes. That's one of the very first thermos. The thermotronic microwave Mm -hmm. oven. That's one of the very first ones. Power levels and other capabilities, including browner and stay hot. And it also has a timer. They're really fucking proud of the timer. And (laughs) what, what kills me is like, if you like some of these recipes, you're putting a roast in for like an hour and a half. And then you're, Oh my God. And then you're browning it. I'm like, you you could have done all of that in one step in an hour and a half or maybe like two hours in the oven. Why are we... Why? An hour and a half in a microwave seems like an excessive amount. That is going to give you shoe leather. I mean, I have to... Well, it's like, it's like on It's going to be roast roll-ups at that point. There are things it's that jerky. are like on low and in an oven bag and da-da-da-da-da. But uh, I, like, I also have to assume that the microwave ovens of your were not as powerful. Ye old microwave. Ye old microwave <laughs> ovens. I think the the one thing that upsets me about these microwave cookbooks are the the loneliness and sadness, the misery for one cooking for with a microwave. Yeah. yeah. You know the the like lonely bachelor's cookbook. 
Totally. Those are the ones that upset me. But these are kind of just funny, and I'm excited about them. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited to get into it. It's going to be great. Okay, so history of the microwave oven. Dun, dun, dun. Wasn't it an accident? It was an accident. It was all invented by accident. But before we get into it, I'm going to talk about um, the sources that I used. Okay. All of these were on the internet. Guys, I have a job and I have no time to Look at, go to the library. Look you fact check us if you're so worried. <laughs> Listen, listener, I'm talking to you. Get a fucking book. Time for this. Read a book about it. This is All a right. public service we're offering here. And take you're it or, welcome. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. <laughs> Sources include just put www in front of every fucking thing I read. Yeah. Clearly. Popular mechanics. How the microwave was invented by oh, accident. Accident. That's a legit source. Mm-hmm. Explainthatstuff.com. Oh. The Institute. I triple E. Timeline.com. The Telegraph, Medium, thehistoryofthemicrowave.com, and your favorite and mine, Wikipedia. Oh, I love you, Wikipedia. Donate. Please donate to Wikipedia. You know you use that shit. You know that you do. For years prior to the creation of the microwave, scientists toyed with alternative heating methods for foods. I'm only bringing this up because... (laughs) Guess where the first display of oh the God. proto microwave no, was? That's the only reason why I'm bringing World's it up. Of course fair. it is. It's, it's at the 1933 fair. Chicago World's Fair. Of course it was. When Westinghouse demonstrated the cooking of foods between two metal plates, um, they were they were attached to a 10 kilowatt, 60 megahertz shortwave radio. Oh. This the kind of cooking was called dielectric cooking. That sounds like a Scientology thing. Dielectric. <laughs> I'm moving up the ladder. Exactly. I'm student hat dielectric cooking and was very close to today's induction heating. So like you're talking about an induction oven. Right. That's exactly what it was like. Okay. It wasn't until 1946. Here we go. That the microwave as we know it today was in a way discovered as opposed to invented. Maine native Percy Spencer, such a fantastic name. Really, truly a beautiful name. Goddamn Percy Spencer. He was working for Raytheon. Um, And Spencer's primary job was to develop detonators that allowed you to trigger artillery shells so that they would explode in midair prior to hitting their mark. Also cooking. Cooking of human flesh. While at Raytheon, <laughs> Spencer <laughs> while at Raytheon, Spencer earned several patents while working on more efficient and effective ways to mass produce radar magnetrons. So a radar magnetron is like an electric whistle that instead of creating vibrating sound, creates vibrating electromagnetic waves. It uh, looks like a giant tube. Okay. 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 So one day in nineteen forty six Spencer was working on one of his magnetrons when he passed by the tube and he stuck his hand in his pocket and discovered that the chocolate bar now there there's discrepancy as to whether or not it was a chocolate bar or a nut cluster oh my god calm down everyone whatever it is exactly it's lost he to stuck history. his hand he stuck his hand and it was totally melted oh right how's and a nut cluster melting well, his nephew says that it was actually a nut cluster because because Percy Spencer, he loved animals. And you're he, a nut cluster. You're, your face is a nut cluster. <laughs> and he used to go outside and feed nut clusters to the squirrels. Okay. 
but what the sure. nephew was saying, right, exactly. What the nephew was saying was that it's that much more remarkable that it melted because a nut cluster melts at a higher temperature than chocolate. I mean, that's a good point. It is a good point. Sure. <laughs> Whatever it was, it fucking melted in his pocket. I'll allow so it. The next day, Spencer took something and he waved it in front of the tube and saw if it cooked. And do you know what it was? It's perfect for the microwave, by the way. Popcorn? What's, that's right. <gasps> really? Yeah. He took some popcorn kernels and he put them in a bag and waved it in front of the tube. The kernels popped without any discernible heat being applied to them. And then he oh grabbed gosh. an egg and oh, waved no. it in front oh, of the God. tube. Have I you, did this. I did you, this. What happened when can you I, put an egg in the can microwave? Can I sidebar for a second? Please sidebar your Okay, honor. so when I was like... I don't know. How old was I? Like seven, eight years old? I don't remember. That sounds my parents, right, though, my for parents, what's about to happen, for right, what's my, about to go down here. My parents brought home our first microwave oven, <laughs> and they left me and my sister at home alone because back then you would, my sister's two years older than me, so she was nine or ten, mm-hmm. and back then that was perfectly acceptable. <laughs> She was coming back home from her job at the quarry Uh, to babysit you. Yeah. So she was watching me. uh, (laughs) And my sister and I were like, "Uh, let's make a hard-boiled egg. And we put an egg in the microwave, and obviously it exploded. Guess who thought that was awesome? (laughs) Both of you. Oh, both of us thought it was awesome. And then we exploded all the eggs. Oh, my God. And we did have the wherewithal to, like, clean it up afterwards. Did your parents ever ask what happened to the dozen fucking eggs that they had? I think we just told them that we took the eggs out and dropped them. (laughs) All at once. And, like, they all cracked. Like, we dropped the dozen (laughs) eggs and they all broke and we cleaned it up. You know, and they just saw the, like, carton and, like, eggshells and shit in the that we'd like destroyed like pulverized eggshells in the oh trash my god. and they're like they don't fucking know we put it i mean maybe they oh it my god remarkable. does it cook does no, it, it, co- it fucking it exploded. just explodes it exploded i will say that i have just recently learned that you know my f- absolute favorite food it well maybe second only to gravy is eggs uh-huh. <laughs> well eggs and gravy is delicious delicious Mm -hmm. i like i love both of these things and both of it is that like runny saucy thing i love Mm -hmm. a like runny poached Uh, egg over easy i love it i love it so i have recently learned from bon appetit magazine that you can Mm. take a little bowl you put a half cup of water in it you crack an egg into that you cover it with a saucer and you put it in your microwave for one minute and out comes a not shitting you perfectly poached egg wait are you kidding me? I am not kidding you, and apparently it is. You don't great. have to. You don't have to no. put the vinegar in or you any have, of that you don't bullshit. Have to fuck with anything. I've been making them at work. Holy fuck! No, it's a fucking game changer. This I've is now a had game like, changer. I've now had two eggs for breakfast in two minutes every day at work for like a month and a half. It can't be good for my cholesterol, but I'm yeah, so yeah. But you're happy fancy as shit because you have created a poached egg. I am so happy about it, and Does it was it in make- like Bon Appetit magazine, and apparently is some little like restaurant chef trick that they've just been hiding from us for years are you fucking telling me that this entire time people have been making these eggs in the microwave jesse yeah they've been poaching eggs in a microwave i mean at least some of them i have to tell you i like i am one of those people that loves a poached egg so much that and i've never been able to make one yeah because that's right because who can fuck with i don't have that kind of patience i listen i have scrambled egg patience i don't have poached egg patience (laughs) and i'm a good 
<laughs> hook. And I don't have that. Like, I just, like, I, I've never, you know, every time, no matter how low and slow I get it, no matter how much vinegar I put it in there, no matter what, I essentially wind up with egg drop soup. That's right. Right? Vinegary like, egg drop soup. Vinegary egg drop soup <laughs> and a separate yolk. And I don't know how I'm they do for. it. And I And then legit, they have, you have to bring in a double boiler situation. It's too yeah, much. No, I legit, like, nearly bought, I do not allow unitaskers in my kitchen, and I nearly bought, yeah, like, like, the microplane. Yeah. No, the microplane is not a unitasker. You can use that microplane on fucking everything. Well, yeah, but it you. does one thing. But well, it, it does is, one it's thing, true. but for, you know, your knife does one thing, but to everything. Oh, that's you a know? good point. You're right. No, okay. I'm, I mean like an avocado slicer <laughs> or a strawberry huller. You know what that I mean? That doesn't exist. That's oh, not a thing. It, oh, it fucking does exist. People will I... sell you anything. So anyway, I thought about buying one of these, like, inserts for your pan that right. like the, that like eggs just nestle into right and are like perfectly cupped like a testicle like i don't know like <laughs> you know it's just right like a dance belt yeah mm-hmm. like a like a little egg jockstrap like a supportive bra a, i hear exactly. you yes so i nearly bought one of those and then i read this little article in bon appetit and i'm like why the f- it is 2018 at the time 2018 like why am i only learning this oh my god i was bon appetit anyway. came in on its white horse and swept you away yeah in all of its ovo beauty okay so that was a lot of microwave egg talk did you <laughs> have you ever microwave did you microwave a peep i did they explode i did they do yeah. well they first they puff up real that's big right and turn into like first they- peep <laughs> but do you know what's amazing especially with kids have you ever microwaved a bar it has to be a bar of ivory soap no you just put a bar of ivory soap in there and it like doesn't fall it like it just like expands wait what into and it turns into like the texture of snow and it just goes what and then you can Yes, it's amazing. And then you can, like, mix colors into it and all sorts of shit and, like, some water and, like, mold it into other shapes. Like, soap How long do you have to... How long do you have to... Yeah, you put a couple minutes on there and then take it out, like, popcorn. Like, you take it out when it's not expanding anymore. Oh, my God. It is It removes all the moisture and it just turns it into dust. Well, no, but but it it grows really big first. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't wait. This is like fascinating. Like volcano big. It's I really want to cool. do it. I want to do it now. It's really cool. It's re- I right. know. I know. That was my reaction. Yeah, that sounds really as awesome. As soon as I read it on that ever precious internet, I was like, we're doing this today. Someone oh pick up ivory soap. God, it ivory soap. Store. It specifically, it has it to has be. It has to be ivory soap. Oh, it's whatever the chemical composition is of ivory soap is the exact right thing. <gasps> You know why, I bet, because ivory soap is one of these only soaps, and I learned about this when we started cre- when we started making our own soaps. Right. Um, ivory soap is one of the only soaps that's actually soap. And not detergent. And not detergent. So I wonder if it's the lye or the oil or whatever oh, it, it is. Be. But Wow. It totally could All right, be. I'm going to do it. Listener, do it and write us back. Let us know what it's like. It's so fun. Send us your pictures. So that's what that's exactly what happened. He put the (laughs) he put the (laughs) egg in. He put the egg by the tube. And it exploded. And not only did it explode, it exploded on a colleague in his face. 
Oh no! Oh my god, that must have burned! No, he was fine. (laughs) They don't (laughs) Don't talk about it. They say he was fine. I guess he was fine. Um, That's not part of the lore. In 1947, just a year after Spencer's snack food serendipity, do you like that? I do like that. That's fine. Thank you. That's really good. The first commercial microwave oven hit the market. Raytheon called it the radar range. Oh, well, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. It weighed 750 pounds. Holy shit. Big as a refrigerator and cost about $5,000, which in 2019 money is about $52,000. Oh my God, not worth it. No, no one bought it. It wasn't until like 1967 that the microwave started to catch on in homes when Amana, a subsidiary of Raytheon, introduced the compact radar range. Okay. The microwave got smaller, prices got lower, and eventually by like 1975, a million microwaves were sold every year. It's like Tony Stark's arc reactor. Just made I don't it small. I don't know what that even means. It's I'm not even going to pretend. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to seem cool to our. Comic you're cool to me. People out there. You're very cool to me. All right, um, and you're cool to me too. I love you. <laughs> I love. Oh, I love you so much. Um, by 1986, 25% of all American homes owned a microwave oven. Here's where I'm going to give you a brief explanation of how a microwave works, and. Believe me, I think that you can follow this. The way that I did this was that I 100% Googled how a microwave works for dummies. <laughs> because I kept reading articles and I didn't understand things. I and know. So I tried to I ask Greg and it was a big mistake. I had to dumb it way the fuck down for myself. For myself, listeners. Yes, absolutely. All right, here we go. Inside the metal box, there's a microwave generator called a magnetron. Oh, more magnetrons. Good. When okay. you start cooking, the magnetron takes electricity from the power outlet and converts it into these high power radio waves. Okay. Microwaves. Right. The right. magnetron then blasts these waves into the interior of the box, the microwave box, through a channel called a waveguide. The food sits on a turntable though i remember in the beginning it wasn't a turntable like it it was it was a crazy invention that they had a turntable but anyway ideally it's on a turntable and it spins slowly so that the microwave cooks the food evenly Mm -hmm. the microwaves the waves uh the radio waves bounce back and forth off the metal walls of the box off the interior of the box just like light bounces off a mirror so when the microwaves reach the food itself, it doesn't just bounce off. Just as radio waves pass straight through the walls of your house, microwaves penetrate inside the food. And as they travel through it, they make the mo- the water molecules like vibrate and dance. Right, and heat up. That's right. Well, vibrating molecules heat Heat. that's what that's what heat is so the faster the molecules vibrate the hotter the food becomes so the microwaves pass their energy into the molecules of the food and heat it up that's easy to understand right sure (laughs) it's fine i totally get it all right i'm over that part now gets to the part the juicy the juicy aspects which is always the part that i'm fascinated by which is the marketing of the microwave oh so good When the microwave was first introduced into homes, they took a fascinating marketing strategy. Microwaves were placed in the same department as radios and hi-fi equipment that were marketed to men. Really? mm Mm-hmm. And they were called brown goods. 
What does that mean? So I'm going to tell you. Brown goods refer to products which are, they're like wood paneled or covered in black slash brown plastic, like traditional masculine colors, because they were seen as products that would appeal to men. At the time, no one thought that the microwave would be of any interest to women, despite it being a cooking tool. And this, I think, goes back to our episode on Jell-O when we talked about the time and a care that a woman took to make dinner. It was like a direct reflection of her worth as a wife, as a mother, and in correlation to like the love of her family, blah, blah, blah. According according to Anastasia Powell and Nicola Henry's book, Sexual Violence in a Digital Age. Wow. mm -hmm, The marketing team for the microwave. Last name's Cockburn. No. And Ormond. Yeah. They describe how early designs (laughs) imagine the microwave as a brown good, a high tech device that would appeal to single men who were without wives to cook for them at home and did not themselves possess the natural inclination or time to spend in the kitchen. Because single men deserve convenience food. But not women. But not women. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, Right. So the first microwaves targeted primarily single men. Um, didn't really help that the engineers designers and advertisers that pushed the item onto shelves were mostly male they saw the microwave as like a luxury hobby purchase like something it was it's like a sharper image item yeah right yeah and in one in one retail location the device was actually called a pie warmer you want to talk about a fucking unitasker also have you ever like reheated pie? i guess i've reheated pie yeah, in yeah, the but microwave. it's terrible. It's disgusting. The crust is disgustipating. Disgusting. Right. So anyway, as a side note, you've got brown goods that are marketed to men. So what do you think they called the goods that they marketed to women? Pink goods. Close. Vagina goods. Vagina. They, <laughs> they called them labial goods. Um, <laughs> they were categorized as white goods. So think washing machines, ovens, refrigerators... White goods represented domestic work, first and foremost. All of these items are white, right? Until yeah. you get to like the late 70s when they become avocado, avocado or like yeah. avocado <laughs> or mustard, right? Yeah. Um, the products were often large with an air of immobility and permanence. They were decidedly low tech, at least compared with cutting edge electronics and, you know, like the microwave oven. But they were nonetheless marketed as status purchases or emblems of a perfectly functioning home and indicative of a prosperous family. Meanwhile, the marketing plans for microwaves as a brown good completely tanked. Um, microwaves were gathering dust nests to television sets on showroom floors, and men did not want them at all. So... No, because they don't cook in the first place. So they don't cook in the first place. They would have just picked something up. Back then. Fast food. Right. So they threw a Hail Mary and bet on women. They swapped out the colors and sold microwaves as kitchen built-ins rather than standalone gadgets. They included, here you go, ma'am. This is where it comes in. They included recipe books with the mm-hmm. microwaves targeted at female cooks. In some cases, shopkeepers physically moved microwaves from one side of the store to the other and stacked them next to the washer dryer sets and stove. And it totally worked. Yep. Once they started bringing them to women, sales skyrocketed. No manufacturer had foreseen women's need or desire to save time or, God forbid, get creative with cooking. No, what because followed, none of these manufacturers were women. 
that's exactly right. What followed was a profound shift in food preparation and packaging. The TV dinner was no longer an underselling niche bachelor indulgence. It was like a status symbol right. for the new leisure class. And it was driven by female buying power. Of course. Recipe books were bursting with colorful, fucking weird and disgusting recipes. Truly disgusting. And as an example, I watched a fascinating commercial with Dynasty great Joan Collins. Oh my god. It must have been done me, in the early eighties. Yeah, she was did you see it? She was dressed in I a saw I sent it, it, it to was you, right? Amazing. Yes, it was she amazing. She was dressed in <laughs> full regalia. Full compound yes. dynasty compound regalia. Dripping with diamonds. And I'm going to do a dramatic reenactment. This is very exciting. Oh my God, I'm excited. Yeah, okay, picture Joan in her lilac taffeta and she's sandwiched in between two chefs wearing their, their like chef whites. Okay, Joan has the first line. If I were ever to cook, I would use this wonderful Sanyo food thing. I could bake things like that long garlic muffin. And one of the chefs like, goes, yeah. meatloaf, madame. I could instantly melt frozen foods defrost madame i could cook that giant pheasant turkey at microwave speed and have it come out fully bronzed browned madame it's so amazing i almost have the urge to cook i'm sure it will pass <laughs> it, it was so and good. scene she had such excellent makeup on like it was full disco wicked queen oh it was it phenom- was amazing very high hair very close to god very close that's it that's my history oh my god it was so good yeah short and sweet the microwave (laughs) has added so much to my life oh my Uh, god i have friends that like don't have microwaves and declare it as something that they're proud of and well that's a new thing right all these all these people were like i don't own a television Go fuck yourself. I don't know the microwave. Technology is fantastic. And we had a little while there where we only had like a small microwave. And you know what? It sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I remember in the 1980s and I read and I did read a tremendous amount about the microwave, which I did not put in. I thought it would not be interesting to anybody. Certainly, I was like falling asleep reading it. But the whole thing about don't stand too close to the microwave or, you know, you won't be able to have children. Right. It's a myth. Of it's all it's a, a myth. It's a fucking myth. Right. Exactly. It's all a myth. But I and do, do know, remember. And do you know what? Uh, I keep telling my daughter not to stand so close to the fucking microwave. That's exactly it's like right. Built you into put it my in my psyche. It, that's absolute. That's it's ingrained. It, it's like the battle cry of Gen X. Yes. Like, don't stand so close to the microwave. You'll become sterile. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So this. I don't know if this was written for women. I assumed that it was written for women because the tone of it is deeply mansplainy. Oh, fantastic. So, well, this uh, is this it's is just delightful. By, it's written by Richard Deacon, who uh-huh. has his picture on the back <laughs> with like a giant he's in like a pink jacket and a white turtleneck. And a, and a gold starfish medallion. I would like to say, is he slightly balding and he has is, a goatee and glasses and maybe a gold chain? He's everything but the goatee. Oh, clean he, shaven? He's really? Clean, 
clean shaven, hmm. giant Elvis Costello glasses. Oh and my god! Like only hair on the sides and like a oh little, a little you know. fr- a little friar tuck fringe, the reverse yarmulke. And then he is listed on the back as man of many talents. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Deacon. <laughs> Is well known as a comedian and dramatic actor. Oh, he is okay. perhaps best known for the part of Mel Cooley in the popular Dick Van Dyke show, and he also appeared in television comedy series The Mothers in Law and Leave It to Beaver. Oh my God, I know exactly who this guy is. I'm see, I'm looking at him now. Okay, so you know, back in his community theater days, he also worked as a medical lab technician, and still confesses a deep interest in medicine. Because all you need to be it's to a have man. authority to have authority in medicine in the nineteen seventies is to be a white man. Oh my no, god. This, this is my this is my next favorite part. Okay. Richard Deacon is also a student of modern cooking technology and an expert microwave cook. Because of his knowledge and skill. He serves as a spokesman for the Thermidor Company, one of the world's foremost makers of microwave ovens. Richard loves to entertain and does it very well. He's like, I assume that he's Donald Trump at this stage. Did he He genuinely say he is an expert in microwave cookery? Correct. He's this is as is every human being who was born after 1965. Okay, but go on. Okay, Richard loves to entertain and does it very well. He is devoted, (laughs) devoted to microwave cooking and prepares elegant meals in advance, reheating them for serving. Oh! That's how he uses the microwave. Or he puts together a prime rib dinner with all the trimmings in less than an hour. If you are a guest in Richard's home, you can count on a tour of the kitchen highlighted by two microwave ovens. What? Now you're just showboating, Richard. And an enthusiastic testimonial on the advantages of microwave cooking. I wonder if he. Oh my god! If he's this feral. guy sounds like such a fucking asshole. Can such you imagine? You're like, oh my god, we have to go over to Richard's house tonight. Is he going to talk about those fucking microwaves again? Yes, just let him talk. It's fine. It won't be long. And yeah. then we have to eat that dried ass piece of beef that he cooks in there and talks yeah. about how he's an expert at microwave. Co- I know, honey. Just. <laughs> So it's a oh my so god! It is, it is a deep, deeply mansplainy cookbook, and it starts with like several pages. There's several chapters that are about like technique. So the first one the is fuck is yeah. a microwave technique. All right. No. Okay, so he explains what are microwaves and, like, why not to use metal containers, but then half of this whole cookbook, he's like, put a little foil on it, it'll be fine. No. Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever put, have you ever done that? Have you ever put, and. That's the second thing my sister and I did. (laughs) 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 And what happened? What was your excuse then? <laughs> when just, when the entire kitchen tur- blew up. No, we turned it we turned it off the second anything started sparking, you know? Oh my we God. watched it. It was an experiment. Okay. That's right. Uh the I I'm just gonna give you a quick taste of the mansplainy tone with oh this God. paragraph. <laughs> in the chapter in the chapter called Let's Let's Think Microwave. 
I hate him so much. <laughs> and you haven't even said one word that he has stated. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. Ugh. I'm laughing in preparation. Okay. Hold on. Much- <laughs> I need to tape my eyeballs inside, like, inside my eyes so that they don't spontaneously roll the fuck out the door. I really right, hope I didn't on. oversell this. No, I'm sure okay. you did not. Go on. Much of what you already know about conventional cooking will help you understand your microwave oven. I don't know. This this metal box is so hard to understand. It gets gets so much worse. This cookbook will help you learn about microwave cooking. Take the time to learn. And thinking microwave in italics will come as natural to you as thinking conventionally does now. I hate him. Oh my god. Oh my god. This man is dead, but I want to resurrect him and kill him and bury him again. Go on. So there's a whole chapter, there's a whole section on how to cook in your microwave about like what high, medium, and low power is and and then there's a chart called best cooking temperatures for some foods. (laughs) So super helpful. (laughs) Just some. Just some. So high you should cook liquids, puddings, sauces, soups, some meats, who knows which, fish, who which knows? seems like a dramatic mistake, oh, cereals and okay. vegetables. All right. High. Yeah, this also, P.S., yeah. this fucking book uh, for men only has an entire chapter devoted to fish, which I will say no. is fucking cardinal rule. No, office rule Never. number one. Never office rule number fish. one. Never, ever do you put ever. a piece of fucking fish in the microwave. Never. And I don't care how many like, oh, no, then you just cut up a lemon and you put the lemon. I, no. Listen, no, here's first. Everybody had to s- smell your fish stink all over the goddamn office. So terrible. I'm going to tell you what's just as bad, though. What? You know what's just as bad as fish. What? Microwaving some broccoli. Because oh, then yeah. I got to smell that farty business oh my God, it's everywhere. Terrible. It's do terrible. not microwave a cruciferous vegetable. Don't do it. <laughs> Take it out of here. Not today. Goodbye. Then there's facts about utensils, a whole thing about about converting recipes, measuring temperature, because apparently this particular microwave oven had like a plug-in temperature probe. He really likes the word probe. I don't doubt it. Well, he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, according to academic writers David L. Smith and Sean Griffin, Deacon was gay and among a number of actors and actresses who were closeted homosexuals working in Hollywood and often employed on Disney films. I get it, but he's still super mansplainy. Uh, then he has a seven-day cooking school. This no, he cooking does school, not. Yeah, this cooking school with menus for seven days will teach you the basic techniques of microwave cooking. Can you imagine going to culinary school for microwave cooking? No, no. So this is what like, fresh hell is happening no, right so now. So he gives you seven days of like recipes and menus of like make this for breakfast, make this for lunch, make this for dinner, and now you're going to learn all of the different techniques of everything that you can do with your microwave cookbook. Oh, uh, once you have completed the seven yes. days of cooking, you will have. So every meal is going to be microwaved. I can't say that I haven't had weeks like that in college. So, you know, keep going. The first real recipe chapter is appetizers and beverages. 
And like he recommends making a bunch of these and freezing them and then just popping them in as soon as guests arrive. So you're microwaving them to prepare them and then you're gonna nuke them again in the microwave. And it, there are like very typical 1970s appetizers in here. There's some bacon wrapped water chestnuts, which mm -hmm. I just don't understand in principle. Yeah. There's stuffed mushrooms, there's appetizer meatballs. None of this sounds terrible. And then we get to oysters in shell. Oh! Wait a second. Girl, Aren't those supposed to be raw anyway? I don't understand. What is an oyster Rockefeller? I don't really know. I think that's cooked. I think they're baked. Okay, so this is... Like, the ingredients aren't so bad, but I'm just like... But then you put it in the microwave the and it turns into a rubber sponge. Beautiful right. beautiful oysters yeah. in the microwave. So you, in a two-quart casserole dish, you combine a tablespoon of butter with a quarter cup of water, and then you cook that on high for one minute until the butter melts and the water is boiling. <laughs> then you arrange the oysters in that same casserole dish... And add a quarter cup of dry white wine oh. and two medium garlic cloves, finely chopped. And then you cover and cook this on high for three and a half minutes until, and then let it stand covered until the shells open slightly. Open and serve on half shell. Reserve liquid for dipping. But, like, what? this was not hard to do in a pan. And, you like, it would have taken the exact same amount of time. It would have taken the exact amount of time. <laughs> Though that is not... That doesn't offend me because you're just cooking them enough to open them. No, I guess, but it irritates me. Then there's an appetizer called tortilla fo foldovers. <laughs> Flavored treat from the tortilla Southwest. Tortilla fold? Is that a quesadilla? No, no. It's tortillas with butter, then microwaved. <laughs> you spread tortillas. Why is that a recipe? I don't know. I don't know. I like, I don't know. And I don't know why you would eat this. Spread All tortillas right. with butter. Fold each in half and then again in half, being careful not to crease or crack tortillas, which 100% means it's a flour tortilla. Oh, absolutely. Place on a paper towel and then heat on high for one minute. Makes two Whoa, leftovers. one minute? Yeah. That's a yeah, lot. That's, of, that's a gonna lot. turn into a crunchy tortilla. Well, now it's a tortilla chip, but like- It's dry. Get, get some fucking tortilla chips. Oh my God. Then there's something called vegetable dip. There's no vegetables in the recipe. No, it's because you dip a vegetable in I know, it. I know, but it's it's two packages of brie. Oh, God. One package of cream cheese and one two-inch square of sharp cheddar cheese and brandy to taste. And you just melt that all together in the microwave. You're making microwave fondue. Look at you. You are making microwave fondue. My objection is to the combination of brie, cream cheese, and cheddar. It's a fun don't. With with brandy and walnuts. It is a fun don't. Okay, and then there's cheese puffs, which mm. don't look terrible. Okay. And my objection here is that you're microwaving mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, so God. I think we need to start creating a list. Yeah. Like you, you hot mayonnaise. Hot mayonnaise is not okay. Fish, combining fish and dairy. None of this is okay. Broccoli. Microwaved mayonnaise in particular. Like, for some reason, that sounds worse to me than any other kind of hot mayonnaise. Why? No, I don't. I no. Don't well, no, it's because, so like, like, if you go to a sushi place and they, like, they'll, like, put a little, like, chili yeah. mayo over mm -hmm. something and they'll shove it in the broiler. Yeah. That's not a terrible thing. 
It's not you, my favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing at all, but it is not a terrible thing. But microwave, like, I feel like it just, you know when mayonnaise sits out in the sun and it gets kind of clear? <laughs> and goopy? I feel like that's what happened to it in the microwave. <laughs> the rancening? Is that what you're talking about? That's that's the one. Yes. So so this one, you take three green onions, finely chopped, and mix them in a small bowl with a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Oh, this sounds... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And it's half Mexican. a cup of mayonnaise. Okay. No, and half a cup of mayonnaise. That's Jesus. it. That's it. And then you then you spread those on toast rounds. What? And put them, yeah. And then put those toast rounds, which I'm looking at the picture, and those toast rounds are 100% crackers, by the way. Well, it's Melba toast, probably. Why are you putting... Don't fucking put bread in the microwave. Well, and then you put it in the microwave for two and a half to three minutes. Oh, my God. It's cardboard. Until the topping bubbles. It's nothing. It's just... But it's... The microwave... Mayonnaise microwave for two and a half to three and a half minutes. That's a long time to microwave. That's not a small amount of mayonnaise. But nothing in that recipe makes sense. Hot mayo, overcooked mayo, and you're putting a cracker in there for three minutes? That's absurd. Like, why do you need the mayo in there when you have cheddar cheese? What is that mayo for? It's a binder, I guess. For cheese that's going to melt? I don't... What? I? You're the cook! I don't know! <laughs> All right, listen. Then they have a recipe for cappuccino that is not no. cappuccino. No, they do not. It's not cappuccino. It is chocolate milk with some brandy and coffee mixed in. <laughs> that sounds so good, you, though. <laughs> you, no, it sounds fine, but it's not fucking cappuccino. So you heat what is, milk. Okay. Uh-huh. You heat milk for high, on high for the time indicated in the chart, because he has like one serving, two servings, four servings. Right. So you heat milk on high uh-huh. until it's hot. Uh-huh. Then you stir in one teaspoon of grated chocolate per serving. Then you stir in some sugar and some coffee. You pour it into serving cups. Add one ounce brandy to it's each cup. It's a mocha. Do not stir Ew. in caps. What? In caps. Okay. And I don't know because you want the brandy in caps, at the top. In the cappuccinos. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Top with sweetened whipped cream. Sprinkle reserved chocolate over whipped cream. This is. Oh. Just, so the whipped cream is supposed to be the cappuccino, the froth milk. I was like, do you take a straw and blow bubbles into it then? Like, Look what at, exactly makes the froth? I that in 1977, they just didn't know what a cappuccino was. I think that that's a, I think that's. That must be true. Soli- right? That's a solid bet. Okay. So there's a recipe for something called hot grape punch. It's is that a toddy? What's juice, a toddy? Uh, no. A toddy is like warm brandy or whiskey or something with lemon and honey. You okay. can make a lot of different kinds of toddies. This is like a pretend mulled wine in the microwave. That sounds but it's, revolting. It's mostly grape juice. <laughs> Man, it's one and a half. It's hot Manischewitz. It's, it is hot Manischewitz because it's one and a half cups grape juice. Oh, dear sweet heated, baby Jesus. Heated in, the, heated in the microwave with some brown sugar, some lemon juice, a cinnamon oh. stick broken in half, and five whole cloves. You microwave that for four to five minutes on high. You let it steep for five minutes, then you strain out the spices and stir in a half cup of burgundy wine. So it's 100% just like... Jesus, Mary, and every single one of the saints. That sounds not good. 
It's hot manna shepherds. It's hot manna shepherds. Oh my Look god. It. The next when I when I join AARP and it's yeah. I feel like it's just, you know, coming to me like a speeding bullet at this point. It is. They're going to send it to you when you're 55. Oh my god. I am really excited about the prospect of maybe changing my name to Hot Manna Shevitz. <laughs> I feel like that's going to okay, be my retirement I- name. I've told you this story, right, about our grandparent names that the kids are like, well, when, yeah, yeah daddy's going to be uh, Big Daddy Razzmatazz, which is such an awesome name. That's and great. they're like, you'll be Granny J. And I said, under no circumstances no. will I Absolutely be upstaged not. by my husband. No, you will call me Dazzle Bitch or you will call me nothing at all. <laughs> uh, I need to come up with something like that. Okay. That's really funny. <laughs> I feel like... Still thinking about it and like thinking about you and me in our retirement years because like we've both already leaned into our caftan. I'm wearing it now. Sensibilities. Absolutely. Like, I I tipped into. I'm gonna tip into full Mrs. Roper. Yeah, real. dip a toe in there, sis. Absolutely. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm knees in already, <laughs> and I'm inching closer and closer to waist deep. You know what I haven't figured out yet is the ability to wear a lot of bangles. Really? I hair. feel like you do. Yeah. Well, you're going to no, need. No, I don't wear bracelets. I wear other You wear earrings, jewelry, though. You wear a hoopy earring. Earrings. And you're going to get. Uh, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll do a tight perm at one point. A home perm. No. And- <laughs> we will never do that. But we whatever it is that, that we do. But I'm going to dye my hair until the day I die. That's fine. You can do that. And I'll tell you what I'm also excited to do as Dazzle yes. Bitch to Richard Simmons Slimicize. What is it? Jazzercise. No, no. not Jazzercise. No, no, no. no. Uh, Simpsonize? What's it called? Si- oh, Richard Slimmons? Slimmons. Slimmons to the oldies? Whatever it is. Sweating to the oldies. So I'm so sad that by the time I moved to L.A., he had become a recluse. I know. I'm really sad I'm about it. I'm fucking bummed because all I wanted to do was do the Richard Slimmons. I know. Although I have to say, like, exercise is one thing, but I am going to legit go big or go home. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, it's you know, not hard was, to do when you're microwaving some mayonnaise. No shit. Anyway. Soups and sandwiches. Mm. Well, don't get excited. The first tasty Christmas Eve tradition. Oh, my. Is microwaved oyster stew. Why? I don't know. Stop it. I don't know. Stop it with the microwaving the seafood. Yeah. So it's you take a pint of fresh oysters and you drain them, reserving a quarter cup of the liquor, like the brine Mm -hmm. from inside. And then you set that aside. And then in a two quart casserole dish. You melt a quarter cup of butter on high for 40 seconds, okay. which is, like, a lot. It is? Butter. I don't, I mean, I don't know, because, again, I think, maybe, like, the temperatures am, must have been different. I think so, yeah. Then you add the drained oysters. You cook on high until the edges curl. That sounds terrible. Four to five minutes. <gasps> Whoa! You, that's yeah. a lot. That that's a is lot. a lot of time. That's a lot on high. Then you add one 13-ounce can of evaporated milk. Ugh, and then the evaporated can- milk. 
and then a can of water, the reserved oyster liquor, and some salt and pepper. Then you cook on high for four minutes more or until almost boiling. Do not let milk boil. And then you garnish with chives, and that makes four to six servings, and it sounds disgusting. It sounds real watery. Yeah, it sounds horrible. That sounds like, why evaporated milk? There's nothing Why creamy really about in the microwave. Yeah, which is disgusting, but this almost sounds like a Weight Watchers recipe. It sounds terrible. There's a New England clam chowder which is much the same but with clams right. and some potatoes thrown in. Then right. there's a clam potato chowder. What? Wait, you just said this is Okay. A- but this one's upsetting cuz this is like a straight out of Campbell's recipe. The- <laughs> So you empty. Do you take Manhattan chowder and then add milk to it? What basically, so that, remember, this is clam potato chowder. Warm up for a cold evening. Oh. So you take one ten and three quarter ounce of a can of condensed cream of potato soup. Why is that a thing? You empty that into a four cup measure. Then you drain the clam juice from a six and a half ounce can of minced clams with juice into the soup can well thank god i have richard deacon here to explain the complexity of opening three fucking cans and shoving it in the microwave yeah god forbid i misstep there then you you set the minced clams aside that's key and then you add milk you know you've you've just you took the clam juice and poured it into the potato soup can and now you're adding milk until the soup can is full okay and you're stirring that into the soup that milk and clam juice is getting stirred into the soup Mm -hmm. you stir once it says stirring once what does that mean does heat that on mean one for se- five minutes? Uh, no, no, so no, no. no. It means heat that's it for like two a, and a half minutes. But that's stir like it, a, and then two and a half minutes more. But that's like a right. The stir is it's a session. It's a one yeah. session. One, it's a one session. session. It's not like once around the pot. There we go. Right. Then you stir in the clams. Then you and then heat on high for one and a half minutes more until it heated through. Stir in salt and pepper. Pour into soup mugs. Make oh, mugs. Four servings. And for a thicker chowder, you can put in two or three tablespoons of prepared instant potatoes. Gross. Before adding How about not adding a whole fucking cup of milk? How about not... How about not any of this? (laughs) None of this! What would adding potato flakes help the situation? Dehydrated potato flakes! Mmm... Oh my! So, there's something called quick burger soup, which is just like condensed vegetable beef beef soup with some lean ground beef and a can of tomato sauce thrown in, and you serve it with toasted buns. Ah, Is it a sloppy Joe? No, it's soup. That's supposed to taste like a hamburger. Okay. You just have a fucking hamburger. It's it's not as fun as opening up cans and putting them in the microwave. I mean, truly. So then there's a recipe for French onion soup. And my objection is not to the recipe necessarily. Uh But it is to his description uh, that says that this recipe is easy and authentic. That is incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect. I, too, have an onion soup in mine. But the, what is so fascinating about this book, 
is that they have taken male celebrities and have asked them mm. for their favorite recipes. So, Nama. Yeah. I bring you Ronald Reagan's onion wine soup. No. Oh, yes. Okay, oh, what's yes. in it? What's in it? Four tablespoons butter or margarine. Five okay. large onions chopped. One okay, large. this one is three onions okay. and the same amount of butter. All right. What? Whoa. One large potato peeled and sliced. Do you, do you have that? No, no potato. Okay. I got a half cup of celery leaves. No, they're getting that's fancy. fancy. It's fancy as fuck. We're talking. To, listen, it's, it's uh, the f- goddamn president. It's the president of the United States. It's Iran Contra president, motherfucker. All right, <laughs> four cans of condensed beef broth. Oh, same. Oh, okay. One cup dry white wine. No, we have two tablespoons dry sherry. Okay. okay. One tablespoon vinegar. Oh. Nope, no vinegar. Two one, ta- we have one teaspoon Worcestershire sauce instead. Oh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. two teaspoons of sugar. Ew. Mm-hmm. Half cup milk and half cup heavy oh. cream. Or no. one cup of half and half. One, no. One tablespoon of minced fresh parsley, salt, and black pepper to taste. Oh, this makes me want to cry. <laughs> just like the disgusting. onions. Well, listen... It's about what I think of his presidency. So, no, yeah, about right. <laughs> it seems about right. <laughs> oh, okay, so and what he says about preparing onions. It's it's Ronald Reagan's own thing, which is onions can be stored in the refrigerator for several months. Mm-hmm. And when you chop the cool onions, there will be fewer irritating fumes. Unlike your if policies. Only if say, only your policies. All right. Listen. This is not inspired by Ronald Reagan, but sounds oh about as good God. as his presidency. Spicy <laughs> ham sandwiches. Hey! Are, Quick is, enough to please the cook and hearty enough to please anyone. Okay. So you take two cups finely chopped cooked ham, two hard-boiled cooked eggs chopped, three tablespoons minced green pepper, two tablespoons minced green onion, okay. half a cup of mayonnaise. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a shocker. Yeah, one tablespoon of pickle relish, one teaspoon of prepared mustard, and one teaspoon of cider vinegar. And you mix that all together. So, like, at this point, look, I don't like the cheese in there. Oh, there's no cheese in there yet. But, like, this is is ham salad. Like, it's ham salad. It's not terrible. I don't like a ham salad, but that's not horrible. Okay. But then... Is it hot, though? mm, I mean, you're going to microwave it. Why do you... Why is ham salad hot? Yeah, why is mayonnaise ham salad hot? Well, because ham salad so by its nature it, is mayonnaise. If there were any goyesha meal, it would be a ham salad. You've got ham, and what is the one mayonnaise. goyesha yeah. fucking condiment? It's, so it's mayonnaise. Yeah, it's so white. So this, so you spread that on microwave so bread, white <laughs> slices of bread or small French rolls. Mm. And you sprinkle each one with cheddar cheese. Oh, because they and want then, you to melt the cheese. Yeah, but then you heat on medium for four and a half to five and a half minutes. Wait a second. That's a lot. If you heat that, it's going to burn. Like, it's, I don't under, I don't even understand that. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like, I microwave, I'm, I don't microwave anything for five minutes three minutes is a tremendous amount i are microwaves hotter now they must I, be 
They must be. Because five minutes, can you imagine putting a fucking piece of French roll in the microwave for five minutes? What happens to it? I don't know. It it turns into a fucking hockey puck. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Thing. No, there's no way. You can't. It must be different. Okay, so now we're into meats and poultry. <laughs> it gets very mansplainy around here. There's a whole section on, like, here's how you cook beef and veal, and here's how you cook lamb, and da-da-da-da. And you're like, aren't you going to tell me in the recipes? Like, do I need a whole other section? Well, you know what I say. Don't ever go to the second location, especially uh-huh. with a fucking mansplainer. Anyway, there's some meatloaf. There's a lot of meatloaf recipes. Then there's a freezer-to-table Swiss steak. What is Sw- what is Swiss steak? I think Swiss steak is like chopped meat formed into the shape of a steak. Is that Salisbury steak? I think so. So this is, you have two pounds frozen, tenderized, round steak. So you've had your meat tenderized when purchased, or you pound your meat with a mallet before freezing. Mm -hmm. And then you place the frozen meat in a two or three quart casserole dish similar to shape of meat. I don't know what that means. Cover and cook on low for 20 minutes. Are there any other options besides round, square? uh, What are the options for shapes of meat shaped? Well, what the fuck is that know. supposed to mean? Like a chop? I don't know. Like a shape of a cow? I don't know. I'm sorry. So, and like which meat? Whatever. So I don't want you to think that I'm harassing so you. So you cover or, it. Okay. You cover that. You like you've not salted anything. You just take two pounds of chopped meat that's frozen, and you're cooking it on low for twenty minutes. Then you're draining the liquid from the dish. You're turning meat over, sprinkling it with a package of Swiss steak seasoning mix. What is this that? Is, I don't know, but, you know, the expert in microwave cookery right. is telling us to use it. Right. <laughs> and a can of mushroom stems and pieces drained. <laughs> and then you cover it and cook on low for another 35 minutes. What? Then you cover what? it, then you turn the meat over and cook it on low for another 10 or 15 minutes longer and let it stand covered five minutes before serving. So let's note, you've now spent 20, 55, an hour, 65, 70 minutes, not including the standing time, 75 minutes to make meat with seasoning packet and gross How long mushrooms. would it take to cook in an oven? Not it's that like, long. But it's like it's like frozen chopped little pieces of meat so why don't you fucking defrost it in the microwave like any good red-blooded american would do and then you cook it in the goddamn oven or whatever not to there's a pot roast that also takes let me see 30 minutes three hours to cook in the goddamn microwave What's the purpose of the microwave in that case? So there's another one that takes an hour and 40 minutes for pot roast, which like, okay, so pot roast definitely takes longer than that. It takes like two and a half, three hours at least. This sounds like horse shit. But like, why would you bother doing this in the fucking microwave? I don't understand. I don't know, Nama. I don't know. This is my objection to all of the recipes in this chapter. All right, are you ready for pork Hawaiian? Oh, I can't wait. Please. Exactly. It is exactly as you think. Aloha, ma'am. So it's three cups of cubed cooked pork. They don't tell you how to cook it. (laughs) 
but you just have like cooked pork cubes and you put those in a two and a half quart casserole dish. Okay. And then in a separate two cup measure, you combine a third of a cup of packed brown sugar, two tablespoons of cornstarch, a half teaspoon of ground ginger, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder together. And then you stir in a quarter cup of soy sauce and two tablespoons of ketchup. So you <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That really took, that threw me for a loop. Yeah. The there's ketchup. no reason for ketchup to be in there. And then, so you stir all of that together. That's your sauce, that brown sugar ketchup yeah, yeah, soy yeah. sauce mm-hmm. thing. Um, and you pour that over the pork, stir it to coat evenly, and then cook that on high for three minutes. Your pork is already cooked. And you're cooking it on high for three minutes. Then you add one onion cut in chunks and one green pepper cut in half inch squares and cook on high for another four minutes. Then you drain the juice out of a can of pineapple chunks. Hold on. You're cooking these vegetables for like eight minutes each? See, this is where I'm like, I don't even Mm -hmm. know how the fuck we're going to do these recipes. Because... The yeah, way I don't in know which that we're, we're just gonna have to guess at the timing. I mean, it's gonna turn into liquid if we well, cook them that long. Well, and also, like, where are we getting already cooked pork? Well, no, you cook the pork. You pre-cook okay. a pork. No, I know, but like they don't. T- whatever they don't tell you. Okay, so then you add onion and green pepper. You cook for another four minutes. Then you drain pineapple, reserving the juice, and you add water to the juice to make one cup liquid. Then you stir in a third of a cup of wine vinegar, red or white, doesn't matter clearly, and another quarter cup of soy sauce. This is giving me a and tummy ache just hearing I know. it. And another tablespoon of cornstarch until oh blended. Oh my God. You pour that over the pork also and cook on high for another six to seven minutes until the sauce is thick. God, what? Then you put in the pres- the reserved pineapple chunks, some water chestnuts, and a jar of <laughs> mushrooms. It would not a be a party without water chestnuts. And cook on high for another two to three minutes and serve over hot rice. So, like, all oh of God. that complexity, all of that complexity was just so that you can microwave it. Like, if you were making this in a pot, which I do not recommend. But you... <laughs> You would just like, you know, add things in as you need it. And I feel like, like it would take less time. It would take less time. So is the whole idea behind this just the novelty of the microwave? It's actually not taking any like any quicker. You're not making any shortcuts here. No, there's no shortcuts. Do you want to hear about oriental ham kebabs? You don't need to. It's the same thing but on a stick. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you brought that up (laughs) because I would like to tell you about a very interesting recipe that I found in my cookbook, and it is called Billy Graham's Missionary Chicken. No! What is it? Only have sex one way? That's correct. It's lying down. Yeah, the the woman's just lying down and thinking of oriental things. So here we go. When Dr. Graham sent us this recipe, it was titled Jiffy Chicken. Since it was oriental in flavor, it made us think of what... Jesus Christ. I didn't even read this whole thing, but hold on. Since it was oriental in flavor, it made us think of what missionaries to China might cook with ingredients they found. Oh, God. 
one small onion sliced, one cup diagonally sliced celery, one red bell pepper quartered, seeded, and sliced, two tablespoons of corn oil, one pound of boneless chicken breast, thinly sliced, four tablespoons of soy sauce, one clove garlic, minced, one teaspoon ground ginger, one can of bamboo shoots with oh liquid. God, those canned bamboo shoots. Are there canned bean sprouts in there too? Uh, two tablespoons cornstarch. No, one cup chicken broth, one package of frozen snow peas, oh, no. steamed rice, and one half cup toasted sliced almonds. It's just Applebee's Chinese food. Jeez, and this is a long, this is... Put onion, celery, bell pepper, and oil in a two-quart glass batter bowl. Cover with plastic wrap. Microwave on high for four to five minutes. That's a long time. Using a slotted spoon, remove vegetables and set aside on a plate. To the liquid remaining in a bowl, add chicken, soy sauce, garlic, and ginger. Recover. Microwave on high for two minutes. God, why are you microwaving... Why are you microwaving raw chicken for two minutes and fucking vegetables for five? Stir chicken to separate slices. Cover it again. Recover and microwave on high for two to three minutes. What needs to recover? No, no, recover, not recover. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably all the people who have been abused and people that you exactly that you've enslaved and tried to fucking convert into a small mixing bowl drain liquid from can of bamboo shoots stir cornstarch into liquid until mixture is smooth add to liquid remaining to batter bowl add chicken broth microwave on high for two to three minutes or until liquid thickens transfer cooked vegetables and chicken back into batter bowl add snow peas microwave on high to serving temperature i don't know what the fuck that means what does that mean i don't know Right. Spoon over rice and top with toasted almonds. As appetizers, before this main dish, serve purchased egg rolls or hot and sour soup. For a beverage, serve hot tea, warm sake, white rice wine. That's not even Chinese. Sake is fucking Chinese. Japanese. Or room temperature plum wine. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, since we're talking about Chinese things, pretend Chinese things, yeah. let's talk about <laughs> Chinese glazed Cornish hens. Oh, that sounds uh, that sounds all kinds of wrong. Look, at it, it is all kinds of wrong because what it oh. is is Cornish hens in a like sticky sweet apricot glaze, like apricot orange peel, corn syrup, soy sauce, ginger. Ew. Glaze. That is nasty. Stuffed with quote unquote Chinese rice stuffing, <laughs> which is also like it's rice. It's rice with mushrooms, apricots. Soy sauce, ginger, and parsley, and loads of butter. Like cooked white rice or brown rice. Dear God. So you shove that that rice mixture into Cornish frozen Cornish hens, which you've defrosted thoroughly according to the table on page 154. Then you rinse and dry the hens. You stuff the body cavities of each with each of half of the Chinese rice stuffing. Then you close the cavities and secure with wooden picks. Tie the legs of the hen together with string, then cover the ends of the legs with small pieces of foil. How is that a good idea? Wait! That I know. He just, he spent an entire chapter telling you not to put anything metal in the microwave, and then he does this. Place hens breast side down on a rack in a two, and, which, like, I assume is also metal, 
in a 12 inch by seven and a half inch, which feels very precise, baking dish. <laughs> Brush hens with melted butter. Cook on medium nine to 11 minutes per pound. That's a tremendous amount of time. Well, I mean, Cornish hens are little, so they're only going to be like a pound or so each, but still. Ten minutes. Then yeah. after mm-hmm. half the cooking time, turn the hens breast side up, brush again with melted butter. And then another ten medium, minutes. Another yeah. five minutes. Then cover the wings with smile pieces of foil. Then what is that supposed to do? Does remove, that make it crispy? Like, what are they doing? You know, like to st- I don't know. To, to stop them from it? drying out? Brush a generous coating of Chinese apricot glaze on each hen and then can continue to cook on medium remaining cooking time, he doesn't say. Brushing once with glaze. Let's stand two minutes before serving. I just, it sounds like sticky, sweet, overcooked, mushy rice. <laughs> with dried ass Cornish hens. Cornish hens. So dried gross. out, like, dr- oof. There's something called cream chicken, but I don't want to talk about it. I don't it. think you should. Listen, I've got one more recipe in here okay. that we really need to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever thought of microwaving escargot? No, come on. No. This is escargot Why and mushrooms. Do that? 12 large mushrooms. No. 12 large canned snails. No. Half, canned? There are cans of snails? I guess so. A half oh, cup of God. butter or margarine, a tablespoon of vermouth, a green oh. chopped onion, and two cloves of garlic, half a oh, teaspoon of salt. Way more garlic. Way more garlic to get me to eat anything of the sort. A quarter teaspoon of black pepper, a quarter teaspoon of ground nutmeg, and two tablespoons fresh breadcrumbs. Wipe mushrooms gently with a barely wet paper towel. Remove stems and refrigerate for other uses. <laughs> like your canned so stems. Good. Exactly. Arrange mushroom caps in a circle on a glass pie plate. Rinse snails in cool water and dry with paper towels. Place one snail Ugh. in each mushroom cap. Can you imagine drying a sluggy little snail? Place butter. From a can? <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, my God. God. Fucking slugs. Like, slugs wait. nestled in a mushroom microwaved on high for Can. five minutes. Hold on. Can. Place butter uh, in a small microwave safe bowl. I can't talk for about this For one minute or until soft but not melted, stir in vermouth, onion, garlic, salt, pepper, and nutmeg. Place a mound of butter mixture on top of each snail. Sprinkle with breadcrumbs. Cover assembled mushrooms tightly with heavy no. plastic wrap, turning... God, it's no, going to be oh so God. fucking moist. Turning plate halfway around after one and a half minutes. Microwave on high for three minutes. Let stand one minute before That's uncovering so and serving. I can't. I can't. Is this what it's like when I read recipes to you because you're like unprepared for the horror? <laughs> Is that what happens? That was terrible. It's terrible, isn't it? Can we talk about the fish and seafood chapter in here? Oh, my God. Why? Why so much seafood? I feel like, is there, are there desserts in yours? There are. We'll get there. Can I tell you about barbecued halibut steaks first? They're not barbecued. That does not belong in the microwave. They're in the microwave. So good, you'll think you're at a seashore barbecue. That is incorrect. Uh, He insists that microwave cooking gives fish and seafood a moist and tender texture. That's What? Not at all true. Never in my life has any never in the history of never. anything has anyone never. ever said you know what i love about microwave cooking it keeps stuff moist 
Oh, I just passed by George Bush's pralines. <laughs> I mean, that, I, like, microwave candy making, I think, is, like, an actual thing that you can do. Oh, this is, okay, it's so just brown sugar, evaporated milk, and pecan halves. Yeah, that's all that should be in there. Very nice. All right, moving on. Okay, that's very Texas. Okay, so this is, you mix a quarter cup ketchup with two tablespoons of vegetable oil. Whoa. Two tablespoons of Wha- lemon juice. Why that's would you start right off the bat with ketchup mm-hmm, for halibut? You're making barbecue sauce. Two tablespoons of lemon juice, one teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, half teaspoon of prepared mustard, a quarter teaspoon garlic salt, and the grossest, three to four drops of liquid smoke. And you mix all of that together. You brush the fish with sauce. You cover with wax paper. You cook on high for three minutes, then brush with sauce again. Then cook three to five minutes longer. Gross. Oh, God. Gross. He insists that you can make salmon new bird. And lobster thermidor in the microwave. There's something called scalloped oysters, which is not something we have to talk about. That sounds tremendously gnarly. Terrible. Terrible. I've just found um, a recipe for Prime Minister Brian Mulroney's veal sour soup. Swedish <laughs> cabbage rolls. Ew. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to microwave 12 cabbage leaves. Holy hell. For six minutes. What? Yeah, so you're getting them all nice and soggy. That will turn into liquid. It's after six minutes? Yeah. Is it on high heat? Uh, yeah, high six minutes. And then in a medium bowl, you're combining one egg slightly beaten, two-thirds cup milk, a quarter cup of finely chopped onion, and one teaspoon Worcestershire sauce with one pound of ground beef and three-quarters of a cup of cooked rice. That's a nightmare to me that you're putting cooked rice into a cabbage roll because, like, what you should be doing is putting in uncooked rice right. and then, like, and then it you, cooks and then you're, like, in the right poaching it in liquid, whatever. Um, but he ain't got time you, for that. No, because you're gonna make it in the microwave. So who has time for this shit? So you mix all of that together. You stuff the cabbage leaves with that shit. Okay. Um, you know, and roll it up jelly roll fashion. Secure with wooden picks, which you wouldn't have to do if you rolled these up burrito fashion. Um, <laughs> then arrange cabbage rolls seam side down. What is in a baking jelly dish. roll fashion? Just roll Just it. Roll them right up. Okay. Yeah. Then arrange cabbage rolls seam side down in a baking dish. Set aside in a small bowl. Combine. Not shitting you. One can of condensed tomato soup. A quarter cup of ketchup, a oh, tablespoon of brown sugar, god. and a tablespoon of lemon juice. Oh my god, this is going to be that, so sweet and nasty. Yeah, if you pour that over the cabbage rolls and cover with plastic wrap, cook on medium for 14 to 15 minutes. That's absurd. That is absolutely absurd. It's so awful. There's something Green called cabbage. hot bean trio. Oh, which is a bunch of different kinds of canned beans, canned green beans, canned wax beans, canned kidney beans. But it's also the name. But it's also the name of our 1940s all-girl band. Hot Bean Trio. I'm Hot there. Bean Trio. I'm here for that. Yeah. And then there's quick baked beans, which is just like gussied up can of pork and beans. Put it in the microwave. <laughs> really, it's irritating. Serves lots. All right. <laughs> Serves lots. That's exactly it. Terrible. Okay. Um, there's a chapter on eggs and cheese, which again, 
as I've just discovered that you can cook poached eggs perfectly in the microwave, I am unwilling to just discount this chapter, even though it insists that you can make a cheese souffle and a crab quiche in the microwave, and I do not believe them. <laughs> Why would you want to make any kind of crust? Any bread item, for that matter. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Well, So this microwave had a browning thing. But I'm like, if you're going to go to that trouble, just put it in the fucking oven. Are there... It, are there ovens now that like are like I guess all right um okay so then we're in breads and cereals and I just I really enjoy the name of this recipe it doesn't sound terrible but I actually like I think I want to try this one okay it's called six week bran muffins <laughs> God, it doesn't ta- it doesn't take six weeks to make? It lasts six weeks. What does that you even eat- mean? It lasts six weeks. You so the idea is that you make this whole batter and you just keep it in the fridge, and then as you need a bran muffin, you put it into a little oh, muffin tin and put it in I the microwave. See. Okay, uh huh. And you get like one or two muffins mm-hmm, at a time. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't put it in a tin. No, no, no. It's like an, into a plastic muffin cup ring or glass custard cup with paper liner. Oh, Jesus. All so right. You beat, so it's four eggs, a quart of buttermilk, five cups of flour, one and a half cups sugar, five teaspoons baking soda, two teaspoons salt, a half a cup of vegetable oil, and one 15-ounce box of bran flake cereal with raisins. So Raisin right. bran. So, you know, you do the muffin thing. You, like, mix your eggs and buttermilk together, and then you mix your dry ingredients together. Then you s- put all of that together. Then you put in the oil and then the bran flake. I feel like this could be your next go-to breakfast. It might be. I wonder how it does on Weight Watchers. Anyway, you, then you pour that into a 12-cup container with a tight-fitting lid, and you store it in the refrigerator up to six weeks. And they're called six-week muffins. And they're called I mean, they stand by muffins. their name. So then to make them, to cook one muffin, you cook on medium 40 to 50 seconds. To cook on two muffins, medium one and a quarter to two and a half minutes. And for each additional muffin cooked at the same time, up to seven muffins, add 30 seconds per muffin. Now, this sounds like a reasonable cooking time. It does. But the only problem with this recipe is that at this stage, he said muffins so many times that you wonder what he means. (laughs) And there's like lots more discussion of something. There's like a lot more discussion of hot muffins that comes after that. And <laughs> anyway, that's hot. Like none of the rest of these, the like breads and cereals recipe, they weren't that bad. There's like a garlic bread recipe in here that I find upsetting because I, who's making garlic yeah, bread Yeah, in, in the, the microwave? microwave. But it's it's under their browning element. And I'm All like, right, turn on well the fucking then, broiler. Yeah, like, it's basically, it right. It's basically the oven anyway. And then there's a granola recipe, which like also granola hot granola yeah Mm. no there's like how to make granola but in the microwave oh god um okay then there's a chapter on calorie counters oh no there's only three recipes and one of them is called chicken surprise and the surprise is it's disgusting (laughs) okay desserts desserts the desserts aren't that bad. There's a lot of pie crusts done under their God, why? Um, browning element. Oh, okay, and the browning. Like, just, but, like, again, just turn on the fucking... Because not everybody is going to have this microwave, right. right? So, and then there's... Well, I don't know. I mean... Crust from... Go ahead. Then, the, 
there's a recipe for pie crust from a mix, and I'm just like irritated that you just gave me this the recipe that's why you bought a mix and also you're gonna sit here and fucking lecture me for chapters on end about what an amazing chef you are and how you can't cut corners and and then you're gonna go and fucking buy pie mix from a box i know okay there's something called creamy cheese pie and the idea of making you sir like what a fucking audacity this man has all right sorry The idea of making a cheesecake in the microwave is a bit horrifying to me. Oh, I mean, more than a bit. That you can make, the idea that you can make the graham cracker crust in the microwave what? is fascinating. That is absurd. Okay, so first you make a graham cracker crust. Okay. And to do that, you it's the same exact thing, way that you would do it. You mix one and a quarter cups of graham cracker crumbs with one with a quarter cup of butter or margarine melted okay you mix that up and you push into it into the bottom and up the side of an eight or nine inch i assume glass pie plate and then you cook that on high for one and a half to two minutes okay could that possibly work yeah i think it could because at this point it's just getting the moisture together this isn't it this doesn't shock and me so much. Are already like toasty, crunchy. That's so right. It doesn't have to like brown. Okay, so you done. You've done that. Then you mix an eight ounce package of cream cheese with two eggs that have been beaten um, until they're smooth, and you stir in one half cup sugar, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt, and one teaspoon vanilla, and an eighth of a teaspoon of almond flavoring. You beat all of that until it's smooth. Then you stir in one and a half cups dairy sour cream. I don't know why he has to specify dairy sour cream. It's non-dairy sour cream. What the hell is that? I don't know. So then you cook this in the bowl on low for 10 to 12 minutes, stirring every two minutes. So you're getting it like hot, but not cooked. Okay. Then you're pouring it into the baked crust and cooking it on low for one and a half minutes rotating the dish a quarter turn cooking on low for another one and a half to two and a half minutes or until the center is set and then you're refrigerating it for three to four hours and you can serve that plain sprinkled with cinnamon or top with prepared fruit pie filling or the jubilee cherry topping which is below and sounds super gross Um, this sounds i'm not gonna make this and is it that's the cover recipe oh is the chair it's the cherry's jubilee thing Okay, so finally, the last recipe that I wanted to talk about is something called peach souffle. This is not souffle. (laughs) This is a jello mold, and I don't understand why you need a microwave. Okay, all right. So you take two cups of hot water, and you put that in a two and a half quart casserole dish, and you heat it on high four to five minutes or until water comes to a boil. You could have just fucking boiled water. Right. Okay, stir in a three ounce package of orange flavored jello and a three ounce package of peach flavored jello until dissolved and refrigerate 20 to 45 minutes until the consistency of unbeaten egg whites which is just like a really precise way of describing that wow okay then you remove frozen peaches from two 10 to 12 ounce packages of frozen peaches and syrup from their containers and place them in a bowl if the peaches are in plastic bag bags place unopened in a bowl Use scissors to cut two or three slits in bags, stirring once, defrost on medium, three to five minutes or until peaches can be broken apart. Drain and reserve syrup. Reserve half cup peaches for topping and chop remaining peaches into bite-sized pieces. God, they keep saying peaches so many times. I know, it's like muffin. (laughs) Add water to, add 
some water to the reserved peach syrup to make one and a quarter cups set aside. Remove cream cheese. Uh, it's a package of cream cheese, an eight ounce package of cream cheese. From foil wrapper, place in a small bowl. Heat on low one and a half to two minutes. Sorry, one to one and a half minutes okay. until softened. Okay. Beat with an electric mixer until smooth. Gradually blend in that peach syrup mixture you made. Stir into chilled gelatin mixture. Refrigerate about two hours until gelatin mounds when dropped from a spoon. Wow. So not till it's set, but until it's like thick. In a medium bowl, whip cream only until soft peaks form. Reserve one cup. Fold remaining whipped cream and chopped peaches into the partially set gelatin mixture. Pour into six individual souffle dishes with half inch collars or one five to six cup souffle dish with a two inch collar. Oh my god. I'm so you've feel like, like I'm taken getting like dizzy. wax paper you've taken like wax paper and like taped it around the edges right, so that right. it goes higher. Okay. And then you are for a souffle one as, to two as you hours. do with the souffle. Right. Then you refrigerate another one into two hours until it's set and garnish with, with reserved whipped cream and reserved peach slices. Jesus. But it's like if you've made peach fucking jello. And the only thing that you've used the microwave for is, like, boiling water and, like, mildly heating up cream cheese. And, like, why, why would why you would this you in the do first that? Why would you make a souffle out of Jello? <laughs> oh, God. It's not good. No. Then there's a bunch of candy recipes, which, you know, sound about as good as old school candy recipes used to sound. There's, like, Divinity and What's, Mary Mints and all of that What the fuck is stuff. Divinity. Divinity is sugar, corn syrup, and water. Okay. Heated up until... So, like, you've made a syrup out of that. Um, and then you heat that until the syrup reaches 260 degrees. And uh, then in a large bowl, you beat a bunch of egg whites, two egg whites, and salt with an electric mixer on high speed until stiff. And beating constantly, you slowly pour the hot syrup in a thin stream into beaten egg whites until the mixture loses its shine and becomes thick. So it's like taffy, anti meringue. Taffy. Stir in vanilla. It's not quite taffy. It's like somewhere in between taffy and meringue. Okay. Then you stir in vanilla and nuts and immediately drop by teaspoonsful onto wax paper. It makes about 30 pieces. I like new people that would make this back in like Andover, Massachusetts. <laughs> And it's gross. It tastes like sugar. Right. It just tastes like sugar. Right. It's it's fluffy sugar. Anyway, well there and we are. And mints are the merry mints are white frosting mix with peppermint extract and butter and a little milk. Oh, god, so gross. Um, and that's basically it. Then he has like sixteen pages on with like charts of how long to cook things and defrost things and blah, 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 and then a really detailed index that seems unnecessary <laughs> there's a he diagram on how to cook it. vegetables and pouches of course there as is. If you needed a diagram for that anyway that's the cookbook and that is microwave cooking wow. I don't know what to make here I'm fascinated by the graham cracker crust I... I'm also fascinated by the six week bran muffins here's what's going to happen you're going to yeah. make the six-week brand muffins. And you're going to make something from your thing? I've, well, I could. Do you want to make Ronald Reagan's thing? What? Sounds gross. Ronald Reagan's soup? Um, I feel like we don't need part to channel of me, any more Ronald Part Reagan of me wants into. to make, part of me is very interested in making Billy Graham's chicken. Oh, Billy Graham's chicken! I think do that's it. what I'm going to have to do. Okay, you're going to do Billy Graham's chicken. I'm going to do the six-week bran muffins. We're all going to try not to die. All right. Guys, please don't put fish in the microwave.
Oh, God, it doesn't belong so... there. No, it doesn't belong. Please don't use your microwave for like major cooking projects. There are ovens. Oh God. Get an instant pot. Just really. Well, thanks, everybody. I, thank you, guys. We appreciate you and we love you. And I mean it. Microwave seems to be speedy, but clearly not this it podcast. <laughs> it does no. not. No. No, don't do it. Oh, God. All right. Bye, guys. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.